Welcome to Living Inside Out Today with host Joy Ross. Joy and her guests will help you learn how to think inside out so you can begin experiencing the God-given birthrights of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. Learn micro steps you can take today for macro results. It's time to dissect your everyday way of thinking. Now, here is your host, Joy Ross. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world today, and welcome to Living Inside Out Today. I am your host, Joy Ross, and I want to invite you guys to go ahead and settle in, relax, and if you can, grab a pen and paper to jot down some practical tips and steps that you can take as we engage in conversation today. Our goal is to help you in your journey to show up as the best version of you and experience more joy, freedom, and fulfillment. I want to welcome our first-time listeners. If that's you and you're listening for the first time today, hey, let us know. Write to us at Living Inside Out Today at gmail.com. We want to know where you're listening from. And if you've listened before, welcome back. And you guys know that on this show, we're all about positivity, encouragement, and having real conversations about personal transformation, sharing our stories about challenges, how we've overcome them. And it's all with the intent of helping you Um, And letting you guys know that you're not alone and whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, no matter how challenging your individual circumstances might be or how dark, if you are in a valley right now, we just want you to know that you absolutely can get through whatever the challenge is and you can come out on the other side. How do I know? Well, because I have gone through some dark, challenging, trying times and emerged as a better version of me on the other side. In fact, my own personal transformation journey is the main reason that I'm doing this show, because for many years, I was praised and celebrated by my family and friends and the people who knew me for all of my external accomplishments and achievements. People often commented that they saw me as successful, hardworking, tough, determined, and accomplished. And while I certainly worked hard to accomplish many of my goals, what none of them knew was that on the inside, none of my educational or business achievements, none of my career advancements, none of the money in my bank accounts or any of those things produced happiness and fulfillment for me. You see, I had spent many years of my life following society's blueprint for success, doing, performing, accomplishing, focusing on achieving goals, all of those things that society often leads us to believe will result in happiness, fulfillment, and joy. And while I'm grateful for everything that I've accomplished in my life, what I found, what I learned, and what I have received deep divine revelation on is this, all of those things that we seek on the outside, all of those things that we often want to manifest are completely possible. However, if we want those things to last over time, and if we want those things to 
provide us with some happiness or add to our happiness, add to our fulfillment, that only happens as a direct result of internal transformation. Said another way, internal transformation is the root. It's the foundation for most of the things that we desire externally. And as we focus on the root, the fruit will automatically grow. But that's not what society tells us. Societal conditioning says, hey, focus on the external, focus on obtaining, acquiring, achieving. So I'm constantly learning myself, but here's what I know for sure. Living an externally focused life will never be able to meet our deepest internal desires. Inside out transformation is possible for all of us. It's a step-by-step journey that we take one day at a time. And with respect to joy, freedom, fulfillment, and abundance, well, those things are also possible. And in fact, those things are our birthright. So in my international bestseller, How to Break the Cycles of Temptation, Addiction, and Guilt from the Inside Out, A Pathway to Freedom, Fulfillment, and Purpose, I share my personal journey from reaching outside of myself to fill an emptiness on the inside and found myself addicted to many things. And I share what that looks like for me and how I went from that to taking steps and the process that I took to go from being addicted to being transformed and set free. And in my latest book, The Truth About Trust, the key to thriving in any relationship. I share my own personal journey from experiencing disappointment, heartbreak, and disillusionment in relationships to my revelation of trust as spiritual currency. And that revelation totally transformed how I view relationships, whether business or personal. And it also resulted in completely transforming my relationship experiences. So if you want to begin thriving in your relationship, perhaps that book is for you. You can find both of them on Amazon or on my website, joyross.com. Click the products tab. On my website, you'll also find some free information and resources on joy, mindset, and fulfillment that you can download. So my hope with all of that is that my personal journey, the lessons that I've learned and the steps that I've taken to overcome things and get to the other side will be helpful to you. Now, you all know that on this show, though, it's not really about me. It's about me inviting guests on and people who are respected experts in their field, people who are really devoting their lives to help and serve others. All of the guests on this show have their personal stories of transformation as well. And here's the thing, if it can happen for me, and if transformation can happen for them, then it can happen for you too. And so our goal is that through these conversations, you'll hear something to encourage you, inspire you, motivate you. And just help you in your journey to show up as the best version of you in whatever role you play, whatever hat you're wearing. And on a more basic level, hey, if you're listening right now and you are struggling or just feeling down or discouraged today, we really want you to know that you are not alone. You are loved. You are valuable. You can make it and you matter. 
So our aim today is that there will be a tip or a step or something shared to help you just take one tiny micro step forward today. So as you're listening and taking notes, if there's something that our guest shares today that really lights you up on the inside or something that sparks a question Write to us and let us know. Um, send your email to livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. We want to know what's resonating with you guys. And who knows, we may do a future show based on something that you suggest or a question that you ask. So with that, I am so excited to be able to introduce our guest today. I have with me in the virtual studio, Annabelle Quintero. Annabelle is a certified wellness coach, a best-selling author, and diversity, equity, and inclusion strategist. Her best-selling book, Step, Step, Jump, is a story of hope dedicated to helping others transform trauma into triumph. Annabelle's life was irrevocably altered on September 11th, 2001, when she narrowly escaped from the 46th floor of the World Trade Center during the deadliest terrorist attack on U.S. soil. As founder of a personal development and wellness company, Annabelle is devoted to helping leaders understand how storytelling can heal their business by creating powerful executive presence. As a diversity coach, Annabelle partners with coaches and leaders to understand how cultural dominance is discreetly perpetuated. Recently, she was selected as board president for a nonprofit organization, and she is a lover of life and uses her wisdom to advocate teach diversity, storytell, and contribute to our collective wellness. Wow. Annabelle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Joy. <laughs> Such a yes. pleasure. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to have you with me today. And clearly, your background and expertise is quite diverse, you know, author, trauma, diversity, healing and wellness, education. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to at least touch on uh, most of those things as time allows today. But before we dive into any of those topics, let's just start with something general. Tell us, Annabelle, if you would, um, tell us about one challenge or obstacle that you've had to overcome maybe just today to show up, you know, this morning or um, this past week and how you navigated around it. It can be business or personal, your choice. Sure. Uh, wow, so many of them. <laughs> I think that's the beauty of life is they're always going to keep coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd say um, personally, um, and it affected me professionally, uh, me, me surviving September 11th. Um, mm. You know, at the time, I had only been living in New York for a few years. And wow, I, I, I moved from Seattle to New York to pursue my dreams, to mm. model and dance. And I landed this great job on Wall Street. And so I really felt like I had the destiny in my hands, right? And mm-hmm. then to have this life altering moment where I'm just at work 
opening up for the stock market. And then I feel just something fall on my tower and I have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And I jump and go to the window, look outside. And it's just a beautiful blue sky. The sun's out. Everything's fine. And there wasn't an announcement or anything. But then all of a sudden I felt this earthquake Mm-hmm. and uh, grabbed my person's sweater. And then finally it stopped when I got to the doorway and, um, you know, asked God, I was like, God, which, you know, que hago? you know, I Dios mío, que hago? and then I saw that the office all turned this muted gray. And so in that, I knew that was my answer to my question of what should I do? And mm-hmm. I knew that that was no place for me. And so that whole day, you know, in my book, I go into it and step, step, jump of mm-hmm. what happened that day and how I was in the cab all day long, basically. But the journey, that was the beginning of that journey. But the real mm. journey was finally um, really being home by myself and crying and shaking and being so fearful and not knowing what those four words PTSD really meant and Mm. just having to live that out because no one really explained it. I mean, I had a therapist and stuff, but no one really explained what I would go through. Mm -hmm. And so me being able to have time for myself to pray, me being able to have a therapist, me finally deciding to do a 10-day sit of Vipassana um, and go back, go into my cultural blind spot because mm-hmm. I had grown up Christian. I had never meditated before, especially for mm-hmm. 10 days. Can you imagine being wow. in silence for 10 days? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You you were in silence for 10 days? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Meditating all day long. And and I learned so much from, from I learned about human behavior. I learned why I was triggered. I learned what creates this this urge as as we do sometimes just to send the email or call that person right and mm-hmm. um, for me it was the trauma it was how can i not get so triggered so quickly mm-hmm. um and so that journey took a went a long time right mm. it, and and there's levels and there's our healing is cyclical it evolves mm. and so one of the things that i learned is there's always another level to our healing and our evolution. Sometimes we get stuck in our plateaus, but it's it's continuous. It's you never arrive, right? Mm-hmm. And and to really take that time to feel what you have to feel and really learn like the first step for me was acknowledging that I had a trigger and a trauma. Mm-hmm. The second step was me practicing self-reflection, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And then the third step is the jump is actually us taking new action. Mm. What is it that I'm going to do to heal myself that is new that I've never done before? And that's what I did after the 11th. Oh, my gosh, Annabelle. First of all, I'm so glad that you were with us because that could have gone differently. Right. And as you talked about that. I got chills because I remember, and I'm sure for listeners, um, maybe some of the millennials are like, oh yeah, we read about September 11th, but I remember exactly where I was 
you know, when it was happening on the news, I remember exactly how I felt um, in my body. I literally felt sick to my stomach, nauseous. Um, and so that was a very powerful story that you told. And I love um, I love that answer because a lot of times when I ask this question, you know, it can be like, oh, there was this challenge and then here's how I got over it. But your sharing really speaks to that sometimes getting over a challenge, you know, when it's really significant, it's not something that happens overnight. You know, it, it's a process. Like you said, it's a journey. So I love that you mapped that out for us and gave us those steps. So for people who are listening, who are like, well, yeah, I'm in a, I just experienced something major. And so maybe it's not something that you're going to get over today or in 24 hours, but you mapped out the process. So like acknowledge it, don't deny it, right? And then some self-reflection and then jump into new action. Just take one step to move forward. So I absolutely love that. We're actually going to talk more about your story. And I know that you've written a book, um, Step, Step, Jump. So we're going to get into that a little more in the show today. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. So you guys, you will definitely want to stick around because Annabelle has a lot of wisdom that she's going to share with us today. So stick around. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You can like and comment on the Voice America Empowerment Channel Facebook page. This is the place to get and share advice from some of the best leaders on the planet. Get started today by searching for Voice America Empowerment or click the like button under the player today. If you are wondering why you can't seem to attain that feeling of joy, fulfillment, and freedom in your life, then you need to listen to Living Inside Out today. Your host, Joy Ross, will help guide you away from the outside-in way of thinking you've been taught to live. Joy and her expert guests will dispel myths and expose the beliefs that subconsciously hold us hostage, preventing us from experiencing true joy, fulfillment, abundance, and freedom. Living Inside Out today. Thursdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back from break, everybody. So we are here today with the beautiful Annabelle Quinterno and... For those of you who um, have been with us since the top of the hour, you heard before we broke, Annabelle was sharing that one of the major challenges um, that she's had to go through was surviving the September 11th terrorist attack where she was 
literally in New York, in one of the towers. And so, um, Annabelle, I kind of want to stay, let's just stay in this vein, um, because I think you opened up um, something that's really important because in your responding and sharing that, you sort of highlighted for all of us that the reality of sometimes there are things that happen. And even though the actual incident might be in a moment or in a day, the process to recover from that and actually heal can be a much longer journey. So um, on a similar note, let's just move into, and I want to ask you, um, speaking of trauma, right, and challenges over the past two and a half years, we have all had to really navigate unprecedented times, at least in our lifetime, right, things that have never happened, um, the pandemic and um, civil unrest, political unrest, racial unrest and divisiveness um, and some really challenging things. So can you talk to us about what your experience has been? Maybe share, you know, one way or in in what major areas your life has changed, how you've experienced transformation within yourself as you've navigated the past two and a half years? Mm, that's a profound question. And I'll, I'll do it threefold. So I'll talk about diversity mm. um, and also uh, just the shock of, of, of being in a collective traumatizing moment like the pandemic. Mm. And, um, and then also maybe spiritually uh, touch Love on it. that as well. Um, I'd say that now that I'm a mother, of two daughters, a single mother, being in the pandemic and, and writing my book during this time was, was very therapeutic, but at the same time, you know, being home with my girls, do they were, had the privilege of having remote learning through a computer. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. thank goodness they were able to continue their education, educational journey, but they were also just they're in middle school. This is the time when they really are building those friendships and really learning who they are in the world. And mm -hmm. they couldn't. Mm -hmm. And so they had, they were really hurt and scared and didn't, you know, were frustrated with the whole situation. And so gratefulness is a powerful way to almost take what you want and just appreciate what you have. Right. Mm. And, and because I had survived September 11th war and experiencing war is, is just innate. And so I shared with them, I said, look, I said, you know, we are really blessed. We have a home. You can learn through a computer. You can talk to your friends through your, our devices, you know, mommy can still work remotely and mm. I can still take care of us and we have food. I was like, mm. if we were in war right now, other people around the world right now, those kids can't go to school. Their mm. parents have no way of making money because everything has been destroyed. We wouldn't even be able to step outside our home because we would be unsafe because we're women. And people violate women during war. I said, so you have to understand that this is way better than mm. experiencing war. And so <laughs> some people are like, why are you so harsh with your daughter? 
But like, I'm not, I'm just trying to give them a point of reference of how it is for other people, how it's been for other people since September 11th, 20 years of war Mm -hmm. that everyone else has been experiencing around the world and give them context that they are only having a degree of what other people mm-hmm. have experienced. Mm-hmm. So, so that was one way that I um, did it that way. Um, the diversity, it's really hard, you know, like even on the, in the cab, um, being a woman of color. So I'm Latina mm-hmm. and in my roots are African, Native American and European. And I studied political science. So when I was in the cab on September 11th, I felt conquered and mm-hmm. I had never Like my only, at that time, my only memory of that was being in history class Mm -hmm. and learning about what my European ancestors did to my African ancestors through, you know, the enslaving them and torturing them and making money off their lives. And then also what they did to my Native American ancestors, not letting them live, taking, separating the families, not letting them speak their language same thing, torturing, Mm -hmm. making money off them, stealing their land. Right. And so in my book, I talk about that because it's like, wow, here I am losing it because tower two had fallen. And I was like, my place of work is gone. All those people, like the most powerful building I'd say in the country, if not the world was gone, Mm -hmm. right? So all of this power and meaning in life was just destroyed. And I was thinking, this is how it must've been when our ancestors would have their sacred spaces trampled on Mm -hmm. or their temples gone or just, or not even being able to go back to a way of life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it was really, so that is what, what happened there on the 11th. And I write about our collective sins as a country, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then during the last few years, seeing it revisited, mm-hmm. seeing the misuse of power, right? Like a police being the judge, you know, the jury, <laughs> you know, and also the, you know, the, the police them supposed to protecting us and and mm-hmm. not right and mm-hmm. that abuse of power and then how it's um you know then January 6 you know seeing that um seeing our democratic process stopped mm-hmm. because of um basically because of white supremacy right because mm-hmm. of some notion and so um it just brings back the memories of oh that was that's why kkk was created mm-hmm. it was created to stop the political power of black and brown people mm-hmm. um that in and that people don't realize that so january 6 was a re-traumatization of what had happened in the past for people yeah. of color and then it happened again to us and for latinos january 6 is three kings day so that is also a, a holy day that we celebrate, that we celebrate the three kings, you know, that knew that Jesus was being born and all mm-hmm. that. So we celebrate that day. So it was almost, it, we couldn't wow. fathom that on such a Christian holy day that people that profess that are also now stopping democracy and using the same tactics that basically the, 
you know, what has happened in this country was mm. always to stop the democratic process, stop true democracy because of what a small group wanted, because, you know, originally the colonizers were, they created systems just to support them. Mm-hmm. But then we have this democratic process so that everyone's voice is heard. Right? right. And so, but it wasn't. And so then how do you continue to make sure that these three branches of government that is created to serve us all, how do you then keep that established and keep that the that framework there so we're all represented mm-hmm. because that's not what happened right? right and so what one of the it was hard to i was trying to have conversations with people to understand how we as a people of color felt mm-hmm. that day like still attacked and also so unsafe again mm-hmm. feeling like if you're going to do that to your own political system and to, you know, right. And, mm-hmm. and then how do you think we feel when that's all we have to trust, to feel secure, to know that laws are going to serve us as well, mm-hmm. because many laws have not served us. And so it's, it's been an ongoing conversation and, um, and one that we are seeing again. Um, but I'd say also like spiritually two and a half years, the isolation allowed us to be still. Yeah. And in many ways, I call it the great pause. It allowed us to, to be with ourselves. And some people (laughs) had a rude awakening of not really liking their life, not really liking what they were spending their time on. And, or in other people thrived because we could finally stay focused do the things we need to do, not have all these other priorities inter- interject into our life and, and yeah. distract us. Yeah. Um, and so I'd say that it allowed many of us to get close to mother earth and mother nature mm-hmm. because of, that's what we had. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it also, um, it allowed us to really see ourselves without faking the funk, right? You right. couldn't, you couldn't get busy anymore. You couldn't go out and like, Go do your hair yes. and nails and go out to the club, or you couldn't go and just work all the time and fly everywhere and not be with your family. No, you had to be there. Right. Con ellos, juntos. You had to be together. And so um, I think that it, it was a great time and it has been a great time for us to see ourselves, be with ourselves mm-hmm. and, and, and really resonate or not with what we're doing with our life. Yeah, I once again love your answers. And that's so profound because I think what you described as your experience over the past two and a half years is what many of us have experienced. And sometimes we just don't have the terminology, right, to explain or define. So really what I heard you say was over the past two and a half years or so, the current trauma triggered your past traumas, right, caused you to reflect back because you there were similarities between the past two and a half years and your experience on September 11th. And it also caused you to go back even further and revisit some historic trauma with your Native American, um, African, right, and Latina, Latino ancestors. So I think we're all still um, processing and we're all still in some 
some place in this journey to really heal. And I love what you said about spiritually really taking the opportunity to sit still. Um, And for me, I know that's been a lesson that I'm carrying with me because I don't think we need to be so quick to forget that piece because there's something in being still. And you even mentioned earlier, as you were healing from September 11th, one of the things that you did was you sat quietly. Isn't it interesting? Like the patterns, right? To heal, you sat and like, literally you were quiet for 10 days you said, um, back yes, then. So there's something, yeah, there's something in that, that I think is a gift to all of us. If we choose to accept that gift and you're right, sometimes we see things that we don't like, but that's an opportunity to change, right? It sure is. So I, um, thank you for sharing that with us. I want to, before we, um, take another break, I want to jump And uh, let's step, step, jump our way over (laughs) to education and talk a little bit about that. I know that um, you mentioned to me in an earlier conversation we had about the Every Student Succeeds Act, I think is the name of it, which was passed under the Obama administration, Um, but it is state-led and with limited funding. But one of the things that that act requires is community engagement and parental input. But if I understood you correctly, few parents actually are aware of this act or what benefits they have as a result of this act and how they have certain rights because of that act to actually get involved, to demand change for their kids. So um, for people who are listening, who have kids in school with inadequate facilities, overcrowded classrooms, or just otherwise poor learning conditions, Can you share a little bit about what parents need to know about that act and maybe one or two simple things that a parent can do if they want better school conditions for their kids? Sure. Well, first, the wonderful organization is the Education Trust. Mm -hmm. It's a national nonprofit. They're based in Washington, D.C., and they do amazing work. So all parents, please go to that site. Um, the the law itself allows in in parents to be part of the school improvement plan. So every single year, the principals have to write up a school plan to improve, you know, grade levels. Uh, achieve, well, I, what I should say is improve students' performance and also mm. teacher performance. And so mm-hmm. when they rewrite that budget, they have to rewrite, okay, what's the plan to achieve this goal for the mm-hmm. school budget? And that's when the parents, it usually happens in January. Mm-hmm. So the fall time is the best time for parents to go and be a part of that plan so that they can make sure something new, that mm-hmm. the principal and the staff are doing something new for their children. Hmm. Okay. I love that. And we are, I'm getting the signal that it's time for our next and final break. So you guys hang around with us. We're going to pick this same topic up on the other side of the break um, to let you know a little more about how, what you can do in your local communities to advocate for better uh, school conditions and better quality education for your kids. And we're going to get into some other juicy topics too. So don't go anywhere. Hang around. We'll be right back. 
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Follow the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Twitter. You already know we're full of great ideas, and our hosts have plenty to say. We want to hear from you, too. Be sure to follow us at VA Empowerment and come back every day to see what's next. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back from break, everybody. So we want to pick up just where we left off, where Annabelle was really educating all of us. I know this is certainly new information to me about um, this process and the, the reality that every school is required to do a school improvement plan annually in January. And in that plan, they outline improvements that need to be made with respect to teaching and with respect to student performance. And so, Annabelle, you were saying that the time that parents can have impact and input would be in like coming up, right? Like September, October, November. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because usually the principal will write the plan January, they'll finish it by February or so, so that it get approved by the school district. That's, that's Washington state. I don't, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure that that's how most school budgets work. So this Mm -hmm. is the needs assessment is um, in the school improvement plan that is to go that accompanies the school budget. And then that gets sent to the district. And, and why this is so important for parents across the country is because we have had a cultural transformation happen in public schools. Mm -hmm. Now the majority of all students are children of color. And what has happened is the parents don't have the democratic power um, to really make the changes necessary. So every student succeeds act is that vehicle. Unfortunately, what happened was in no child left behind that was had federal oversight, Mm -hmm. but uh, to pass this this legislation under the Obama administration, the one thing that was awful was that this there is no federal uh, mm-hmm. oversight the way there is no child left behind. Now it's states. Mm-hmm. Now each state has to write their individual plan. So each board of education of each state 
will submit their plan for their state, and then they send that to the Department of Education. Mm -hmm. So that's something that was also a a big blow Mm -hmm. because there's been, as you know, this fight between federal versus states' rights, Mm -hmm. right? And we see, you know, now education is under the states and we see other things happening. Mm -hmm. So there's like a movement to have states' rights. And so that's something that we have to be aware of as well. Right. Okay. This is good information though. And thanks for clarifying that piece, Annabelle, that this is a state by state thing. So parents, if you are listening and you want things to change and improve in your kids' schools, I think one thing that you can do depending on, not depending on, but regardless of where you are, is you can certainly contact your the principal's office let them know that you're aware of the every student succeeds act ask them what they're doing ask them to tell you what is their schedule when are they going to be doing the upcoming um, annual school improvement plan and how you can be involved because they have to tell you that it's it's the law right and so sometimes if we don't ask if we don't know what to ask we don't ask and if we don't ask sometimes we schools won't necessarily publicize or volunteer that information one so, thing i did want to say real mm-hmm. quick too is that ptas are not the only way for parents to be involved so mm. sometimes there's a bottleneck there where the principal will say, oh, I already have the 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 president of the PTA and they're the voice of all the parents. And so many um, parents of color, parents who have children with disabilities, you know, even parents of foster kids, mm-hmm. it's harder for them to be a part of a PTA. And so don't let the PTA be the bottleneck. Know that you do not have to only go through the PTA to have a voice there and so if the principal is saying, okay, you have to speak to the PTA to because we're going to take all the input just from them to say, mm-hmm. I don't need to be a part of that nonprofit to be a part of this plan. Mm-hmm. So I did want to say that because that is also a power dynamic that happens in the school building. And so I want all parents to know that they don't have to be part of the PTA to be part of that plan. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> okay. Let's, um, let's shift a little bit and let's talk about your current role as board president um, of a nonprofit that focuses, if I remember, and if and if this is incorrect, you can correct me, but focuses on the needs of moms and children. First of all, Annabelle, I want to congratulate you on becoming the first woman of color in that role in that organization. So congratulations. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to touch on this topic briefly, because I think in light of all the current events around women's um, issues, women's reproductive rights, women's health, just women's issues in general, I think that just that topic is particularly relevant right now. So tell us a little bit about um, the organization that you are board president of and and what the nonprofit does and why you're so passionate about this work. Absolutely. So the nonprofit is called Goodwin Connections. Mm -hmm. They've been around the Seattle area for 115 years. Wow. (laughs) Which is a long time. So they, yes, they used to be called the Seattle Milk Fund and they help women, well, all parents, but 95% are are all moms Mm -hmm. and 
They help student parents to have their childcare tuition paid for while they go to school. And it could be for a certification. It could be for their AA, their bachelor's, or even their master's degree. Mm -hmm. And so why (laughs) I remember when I was getting my master's, I was a mom at the time and I had, I didn't know about them yet, Mm -hmm. but I had, you know, a tutor, you know, my neighbor helping here and my mom and, and, and I was still married at the time too. And it was a lot to have Mm -hmm. It just takes a lot to be a parent and study Mm -hmm. and have that peace of mind that, okay, my children are taken care of. I can focus. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just so passionate. I love the work that they've been doing. They have an amazing staff and, you know, amazing donor base as well that um, just have really believed in helping families because, we had, let's see, 117 student parents, but the impact of how many people's lives were improved mm-hmm. was like over 500. Wow. So when you help one woman, yeah. uh-huh. I mean, think about that. A hundred, I mean, I'll just round it out. Helping a hundred women and literally you're helping 400 more people. Yeah. So, so the reason why I'm so passionate about this work is because I really feel that women and children need to be centered in society. You can't have a society without women. We're mm-hmm. the ones, obviously, who birth all people right. of all genders, doesn't matter what gender, mm-hmm. <laughs> you all came from a woman. And unfortunately, the way society was created, it was you know created by men. And so there's systems like the work day and the school day that mm-hmm. don't match up. Mm-hmm. Like who's there three to six. Okay. Right. That needs to go away. I mean, that's just common sense. That needs to go away. There's no one home from three to six. So mm-hmm. extend the, you know, rewrite the contracts for teachers so they can get paid for their time and make the school day the same as a work day, mm-hmm. little things like that, where, you know, it's, it was so antiquated and, and there's so much um, there's so many gaps in how systems don't serve humanity. And that's why they're here, right? I mean, that's why we we have a society. We say, okay, we have laws because these are these social agreements that we decide are going to govern our lives. And so we need to revamp that. We need to center women and children in that because a lot of the laws, obviously, as you know, do not serve us, do not serve our health, do not serve our, even our right to be a free human. We're not, (laughs) I mean, if there's a law on our body, that is not, then we're, we're not, we're second-class citizens. We're not even free. So simple things like that is, is what we need to do. And so centering women and children is going to transform. So systems serve us. Mm -hmm. How about this? As you were talking, I was just like, yeah, that's so true. Like, what if we could have it be law that every board, that every branch of government, like it's required to be at least 60% women, right? (laughs) Because things do revolve, like in the home, things do revolve around the moms. I mean, it's just, that's just the reality. So I don't know. Um, something needs to be done about that. But hey, Goodwin Connection sounds like a phenomenal organization. And I was wondering while you were talking, are there 
Is there like a national association that that group is connected to, or are there counterpart organizations in other states? So like for people who are listening, right, who are spread out around the country, um, or even in other countries, I guess people could Google to see if they have counterparts or something similar where they are. But is there anything like that? Or is this just a local? It's, it's in Washington state right now, but we are definitely trying to build those relationships so that it can serve more families across the country. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great work that you are doing. I know that my mom, um, when I was very little, I think like in kindergarten, she was going back to school, raising four kids. I was the youngest of four, um, teaching school during the day, working on her, um, you know, another degree at night. And so, yeah, you just, you just raised, I think something that a lot of women, um, are experiencing. So it's good to know that there are organizations out there like yours who are saying, Hey, we acknowledge this, we see it, and we want to support these women, um, in their efforts to advance their education. So yay for what you guys are doing. I want <laughs> to turn our attention to one of the favorite topics on this show, which is mindset. So we talk a whole lot about it on this show. Usually the guests just, it just sort of organically comes up. So um, in a recent show, one of the guests mentioned that over 95% of the population actually suffers from imposter syndrome, like including some really famous and accomplished people like Michelle Obama, Supreme Court uh, Justice Sotomayor and others. So I just wanted to ask you, Annabelle, because you're such a strong um, accomplished woman, right? And you're doing great things in the world, but what role has mindset played in your life? And how have you learned to navigate things like self-defeating thoughts, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, whatever the things are from mindset perspective that you've had to deal with? Um, what does that look like for you? Mm. Um, it's been extremely important. I like I said, I, I don't think if it wasn't for me meditating, I wouldn't have known more about how to watch my mind. Mm. That's when I learned how to observe the stories that play in my mind and then see how they bring up the emotions and then how they make my body feel like my the bodily sensations that come up when I'm playing that story in my head, a memory, or even sometimes you make up things in mm-hmm. your mind, right? And one of the things that was never valued growing up for me was my imagination. Mm. And I have a very powerful imagination and my dreams are really powerful too. And Mm -hmm. so one of the things that I have relearned in this process is that even if I do have, let's see, self-doubt limited, you know, feeling like, Ooh, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can have that or, or just wanting something so much is really me reframing and knowing, okay, Annabelle, you need to spend more time imagining what you want Mm. so that you stay in that joy so that you stay in that flow. And so that as time goes on, you attract that. Because it's the law of resonance, right? Mm-hmm. We attract like attracts like. And so um, that's been huge. So I embrace my imagination more. I love my dream time, you know, sleeping, resting, mm-hmm. taking naps. I think that 
we don't do that enough sometimes. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But those, those are powerful. And, and, and the, the imposter syndrome, I think a lot of that just has to be, you know, it's, there's not a lot of people that look like us that are uh, financially abundant, spiritually abundant, or, you know, just that when we think of abundance, there's only a, there's a look to what abundance looks like, right? Yeah. Of course you're going to feel like an imposter syndrome because (laughs) you're probably the first one doing it. (laughs) Right. I never thought about that before, but that's an excellent point. Yeah. So that's just, you know, that we have to break that. We have to break that, that cycle in our minds. And and we are right. Like even Mm -hmm. me being the first woman of color, not married Mm -hmm. as the board president. So Mm -hmm. I'm breaking that. And, Mm -hmm. and so I invite everyone to do the same. Like you will probably be the first doing that. And so spend time imagining, like I say, don't misuse your imagination by worrying. Mm. Use your imagination for what you really want in your life. And okay, wait, I'm going to quote that back. Don't use your imagination for worrying. Yes. And that wasn't me. There's, I forget his name, but there, there's a gentleman quote his name. (laughs) Yeah. But use it to think about what you want. Reframe all your negative thoughts toward positive, focus on what you want um, and meditate. I can't believe that we're almost out of time. What? (laughs) Um, But that's really good. And people, we really do need to get more sleep and nap more. I know that I certainly do. It's something that actually I'm working on. um, And we, we really are under um, we undersleep, right? So we need more sleep. That's so important for just restorative purposes in the body. So thank you for sharing those mindset tips. Um, before I wrap us, we've got just a few seconds left. Annabelle, your book, Step, Step, Jump. Where can people get that? They can go to bookshop.org and just go Step, Step, Jump. I have my own store there and awesome. or Amazon. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Annabelle, for being with me in the studio today. You guys, thank you so much for listening. And again, I want you to send me a note, send me an email, livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. Let me know what spoke to you today. Let me know what tip you walked away with today. And um, hey, if you have any questions about any of the information that we discussed today, you can certainly email and we definitely will respond to every email because our goal is to serve you, the listener. So until next time, I will leave you guys with our final tip. And you know, around here, tip is an acronym, T-I-P, for transformation is possible. It's a step-by-step journey that begins with making a choice to live inside out today. Until next week, love and peace. Thanks for listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. We hope today's episode has been insightful and helped open the doors in your life to the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you have been seeking. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.